Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. This is a verse in Ezra that really talks about the season in between seasons, and I want to call that season transition or, or change. It's a, it's a season, like, like right now, I mean, it's getting cold. Is it fall? Yeah. Is it winter? It's going to be. And sometimes the seasons will disguise themselves. But I want to talk about life seasons and how we all in some degree are going through some kind of change in our life. Could be kids are out of the house. Could be a job change. Could be loss of a loved one, loss of a job. Could be a divorce. Could be you're just getting older. And you're not interested in the things that you used to be interested before. It's not a bad thing. It's just you're changing. So in Ezra, let me set the stage. Basically in Ezra, the third chapter, they're basically dedicating the new temple. And let me, let me read, um, let's start with the 10th verse. But basically you have the Levites and they are dedicating this temple, but the old temple is gone. So you have a gathering of a former generation and the current generation and you have this dedication going on. Verse 10, When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals took their places to praise the Lord as they prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving they sang the Lord, He is good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Verse 12, But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. No one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. Powerful, powerful scripture where we have the coming together of the old and the new and the noise that it creates where one can't distinguish the sound from weeping and joy. And that's, that's how change s seems to happen. It's a paradox. It's a combination of we, we were saying so long and hello. There's weeping and there's joy. There's releasing and there's attachment. How many know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about. And and I think it's hard to make sense of that at times. But the best way I think I can illustrate this is my, my daughter, 
daughter-in-law just gave birth to Ezra, uh, Ezra Nora, and she went with a midwife. Now, somebody once said if men were in charge of having babies, the earth would not have a large population. Now, why someone would go with a midwife, I'm not even going to go there. Just bless her, Lord. Bless her heart. But when I see what she went through, I started to think about just change. And if we were to interview the three people involved in a birth, the characters that we would have, we would have the baby, we would have the mama, and we would have the midwife. And if we would interview them, they all would have a very different perspective. First, we have the baby. What? What is wrong with you people? I'm fine right where I'm at. I have had nine months of food, comfort, climate control, free transportation, free rent. What are you doing to me? I want to stay. Then you got the mama that's saying, you come out in Jesus' name. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I see it. I want it. I'm dead. Ah, you did this to me, the husband. And then we have the midwife. And the midwife is like this drone that can see the whole thing. She's been through it many, many times. She's calm. She sees the anticipation. She sees the aggravation. She sees the pain. She sees the joy. And I, and I think we need more spiritual kind of midwives in the church. Someone that is that gentle, rock, steady, that understands the promise is going to come. Change is going to come. What's going to be birthed, what's going to come, is going to look different, but it's going to be a good difference. And I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> when, I was, when I was little, um, I liked to go play outside. Those of you that are 25 and under, this might be a new thing to you, but I, I, I ask, just try it. Here's what we used to do when we were little. We used to go out in the yard and play. Just go out in the yard. What do you do out there? You just, you play. There's a tree, you touch it, maybe climb it. There's bugs out there. There's, I mean, we used to do all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I was a curious type of kid. I wanted to know, you know, how, how things worked. And, and, you know, when you're a boy and you see a bug, come on. You know, those things are just, and especially those caterpillars, the ones that are brown and black that are, right? So I was always just curious of how a butterfly, how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, uh, because you never see caterpillars with wings. And you never see caterpillars and butterflies hanging out with each other. And, and I've noticed being 15 years old, I'm, I'm in the 50s now, that like I'm changing in so many ways. Like when I bend down to touch my toes. I don't go down as far as I used to. 
uh, when I go to the gym and I lift weight. But not only that, I can't eat certain food. How many know what I'm talking about? I know what you're saying. Those of you that are 20 and under and 30, you think, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to get there. I guarantee you'll get there. But I, I realized this, that as desires change, as interests change, and as the family unit changes, let's just think of Christmas. You know, at what point do people start celebrating together, but then there's a lot of people and then there's not a lot of people because kids have kids and they have kids. and It's just part of, it's part of life, right? So learning to cope with that takes some degree of of love and understanding, love from God, love for yourself, love, love for others. And one of the things that I believe that helps us is knowing truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the word of God uh, is, is paramount. But I'll tell you what, being set free from untruth and uncovering lies, man, that's, that's freedom as well. And, I, and I, I want to speak to those of us that feel like we have camped out, dug our heels in being a caterpillar in that stage of life because embracing the new, embracing the manifestation of the baby being born, it's not here yet. I don't know what that is, but I know what this is. And there's a reason why you don't find cocoons in clusters. They're by themselves. And that season within seasons, that unknown season, that fifth season, if you want to call it, it's kind of like a cocoon, right? Maybe a tomb, but also a womb. It's that place that things are kind of not working like they used to. Things are just, things have changed. And the first thing that I do is very natural. Man, let's... I want to go back to being a caterpillar because I don't like it in here. It's tight. It's confined. I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel strong. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll stop in that process. I consult churches and, and leaders uh, over the past seven years, and we lose more people in the cocoon, in the place of transition, than anywhere as I help churches transition and, and reinvent themselves. And all through COVID, we, we heard about this. Every church I went to, the leadership would say, we still, we still haven't returned to where we were before COVID. Returned. And I would say to them, it's not about returning, it's about reinventing. It's about renewing. It's about rebirthing. And that God is birthing something new in all of us, but we are in this season within a season, it's this transition, and it's trying to make sense of it. So if you go back to being a caterpillar, you're going to find out it doesn't work. Well, how long am I going to be here? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> All I can tell you is this, that here's what happens. And you think it's out of the ordinary. You think it's strange. I think it's strange. But here's what happens. When I was little, I saw a cocoon. And you know what I did? I was curious. I wanted to set free that caterpillar that was in that cocoon. So I peeled, my, peeled that layer off, looking to find a caterpillar. You know what I found? Goo! 
Goo. There was nothing there. Goo. And I think when we go through change, we feel like maybe our roles have changed. Let me say this. If your role has changed, that doesn't mean your calling's changed. Your role's not your calling. And that's a whole other, whole other message, but everything that you thought that was you and everything that you thought was certain, it's just you're, you're, it, you're in this goo phase. But here's what happens is that the greatest potential for growth, the greatest work that God does, I believe, in a believer is during that phase where we say, God, I don't know how, where, when, or why. I only know you, and you said this, and I surrender. Do your best work in me right now. And Lord, my prayer is that towards my path, towards my relationships, towards the next scene, the next phase uh, in, in life. And I've lived long enough to know this, that winter can be a tough season. And if you defy winter, winter will win. You just try to go out and, and walk around, walk your dog with shorts on. Winter will win. And winter's that place where, man, the things I've been doing in the, in the past, they're not bearing the fruit. And in that cocoon phase, just what happens in that cocoon is that that caterpillar becomes caterpillar goo or soup. But what happens is the DNA is released in that process where it becomes a butterfly. And I know this, that there comes a time after winter that the branches start to bud, the birds return, and we enter a season where everything that was working against us is now working for us because it's time. But until then, this is what we got. This is what we got. But I want us to reframe it this morning. I want us to frame it as this. That God is doing a work in you and in me beyond, above, and around the scenes more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. He's doing more things right now. He's doing that in your family. He's doing it in your family. He's doing it in your marriage. He's doing it in your home. He's doing it at your job. He's doing this. And I know this, that if we stay attached to what has been good or not so good, and we hold on to that familiar, that familiarity of it, it's hard to receive what God wants to give us now and next Letting go is the most scariest thing. Let me conclude by saying this. When I, when I saw a cocoon one day that had a hole in it, and I could see there was a butterfly wiggling in there, and I wanted to help it out. I thought it was the coolest thing. So what I did is I began to peel another cocoon open, but this time I'm going to help this butterfly. I'm going to spring it free. And as I peeled back that cocoon a second time, the butterfly just took off, fluttered, went about seven or eight feet. 
what happened? I removed the struggle. I removed the struggle. The struggle is where muscles grow. The struggle, the pressing, the changing, the pushing, it's where our greatest growth happens. January 2nd, we will have people flooding the gyms with membership. It's time for a change. I was a glutton over the holidays. It's time to change. And they will go to the gym. And of all the people that signed up in January, 18% will come back in February. And of the 18% that come back in February, a year later, 1%. If we embrace the process and we embrace the working of the Lord, even when we don't know what is next, I say, Lord, have, have your way. Have your way in me. I'm not going to look back. You know, there's, there's a, we see something mentioned in the Bible that's very uh, applicable to just how if we don't let go of our attachment to the past, it'll keep us from the future. I think Jesus only mentions one time, maybe twice, but a, a woman uh, for us to remember. And it's Lot's wife. She looked back and she got stuck in a place she was only meant to be passing through. Just remember that our stuckness can paralyze us because we are looking back. We are trying to compare things to what worked before. And this is a place of passage. It's not a place of, of permanence. And I just want to speak this over to, to you today, that looking back in remembrance and thanksgiving is admirable. Looking ahead toward what will be also inspiring. But there's something about looking at the now and looking in a way that you are putting your trust in the one who's reshaping, reforming, and changing you from glory to glory. Yeah, there's a new birth. Yeah, we know all about that new birth. But God is also birthing things in us. And I know... I know he's going to prevail, church. I, I know it. If I can speak just plainly to this, and I, I've gotten past the, the concert. I'm going to sing one more song, but I see this all, all over the country. Just let God be God. Let him be God in your life. Let him be God in your marriage. Let, he, let him be God in your church. Because I know that when we focus on the now, you'd be surprised what you can discover. You can find the brilliant colors of God's grace 
even in the chaos.